With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Hello. Wake up, wake up. I'll be telling myself I feel like I've been um, in a, on another planet. These meetings have been awesome today, and they ran kind of long, but they were very productive. So, everybody, happy, happy Wednesday to you. It is August 21st. Yes, August has come in here. It is getting out of here fast, but it is leaving with this. So many wonderful memories for me. So, I'm excited. And today's show is one of those shows, you know how sometimes you, you see a good idea, no, you see a great idea or a great guest, and you say, you know what, my other guests can't do it. We have some miscommunication. They can't do it. Um, let me see if I, you know, throw a horseshoe and hit the thing and cling it and all that good stuff. So um, I would say to God because I was able to do that. So let me tell you about our guest today, and thanks, everybody. We're going to do Open Conversation Wednesday. So if you call in and you have planned a spill to stay, then that's okay, too. I have an amazing guest today, one that we are very, very fortunate to have. Let me just tell you just a little about her, and then we're going to have this conversation where she can tell it best, I'm sure. Um, so uh, imagine this, right? Imagine that your dress size has ballooned to size 26. So you knew you had to do something drastic, and you're battling morbid obesity. And see, that's a neat thing about getting BMI checked, because when I was thinking about morbid obesity, I was thinking about my brothers and sisters all over the world who weigh over four or 500 pounds. I was thinking that was it. But if you do a body mass index, you will find that <laughs> morbid obesity is not nearly as we think in terms of numbers. So um, so she was battling this for 12 years. She suffered from asthma, back and hip pain, hernias, rosea, migraines. However, her biggest fear was that her children and her husband's health were at also at risk because of her unhealthy health unhealthy lifestyle. So there's a ton of stuff that you find out about her. Her name is Gabby Rose. So I know you're going to Google her. You're going to read her story. She's been on place talking about um, everything. And let me tell you, she has a weight loss story like no weight loss story. Everybody, welcome for the first time and not the last time to the Lady McNary Live Radio Show, the top 300 out of 15,000 on Blog Talk, largest radio network online in the world. Gabby Rose. Hi, Gabby. Hi. How are you? I am so awesome. I I knew I was going to have an awesome surprise in my email today. I was just praying and meditating on that. I didn't know what it was, and and by by golly, I have it. You agreed to be my guest at the last minute. I didn't get a chance to prep the show, tell everybody, but if you would do me the honor of being my guest again, um, hopefully in the next couple of weeks or so, if your schedule allows, I promise to do my due diligence of prepping everybody and promoting on social media. I owe that to you. <laughs> uh, no, no, no problem. I'm I'm honored that you asked me on the show. And so we connected, and I'm sure there's a purpose of why we connected. So I'm excited to uh, speak to you today. All right. So I guess we want to start kind of at the beginning when you realize that 
that you you had a problem, that you needed to do something about it. Because, you know, I knew I had gained weight um, after my fifth son, and I was okay with it. You know, I thought Harry did okay, and I just had so much going on. I didn't have time to worry about it. Um, and then when I look back on those pictures, I'm like, oh, my God, why didn't somebody tell me? You know, my mom would tell me, but I just thought she was just being mean, you know, and concerned. But, oh, it's so oh funny my God. that you said that. Yeah, my my, I, it's so funny that you said that because uh, my father used to tell me all the time and um, that I was fat, I was heavy, and and it's true when it comes from your parents, you take it as an insult or you don't you don't take it as a something that they're reaching out to help you. But when you're when you're very heavy, I think in general you you're very defensive. You're on the you know you're on the defense about it. You're uh, you think that. And when, especially when it comes from your family, I think, but um, that you get upset and and, and you think, well, look at yourself, and you know, you think of everything else, but that they are maybe trying to reach out and and help you. So it's it's funny that you said that about your mom because that is so true. That's so true. Yeah, <laughs> and then I look back on my pictures when I first launched the TV show, which is uh, which was seven years ago uh, in December. Mm-hmm. I got the vision for it late August, early September, two thousand six. And so my my heaviest ever was when I was pregnant with my fifth son. I gained like each son I gained fifty pounds and probably lost thirty of yeah. them. So I kept on the fifty pounds with him, and I think I weighed in something like two twenty eight, two thirty eight. So that was my absolute Absolutely, as high as I've ever been. I've never been um, the closest I've been to it in the last three years has been the two twenty three. Um, yeah, and so I was like, oh my god! And then when I did my BMI and it said I was obese, I'm like, you kidding me? I knew I was five three. I was weighing like two twenty three, and this was like four years ago. And it's me even after that, I could just barely hit 199. You know, I would just cringe mm-hmm. because I'm like, one pound, I'm back in the 200s. But I don't want to hear my story. I've never told people that. So you have done something for me already. I've never publicly said what I just said. Never, ever. Wow, wow. Well, doesn't it feel good, though? But doesn't it feel Whoa. good to say it? <laughs> you're going to help. You have no idea. I'm not a public person. That's the funny thing. I'm a very private person. And, uh, when I lost my weight and I what I did for my family and their weight and, and my son who's uh was classified and diagnosed with autism and his autism has completely uh turned around in the last couple of years because of food and nutrition with no meds, I knew that I had to publicly come out and help other people. Um I've been in the medical field since nineteen ninety three and um I've been in a medical office in Broward County for that time. I started at that time just as the administrator and helping uh, patients and working closely with the doctor. And the doctor is actually my sister. And uh, my parents were part of that practice. And so one thing that happened to me that was like, uh, you talk about a frying pan that hits you over the head all of a sudden. Um, I saw when I was working with patients and meeting them and you build up a rapport and relationship that the staggering rate of not only obesity, because at that time we weren't really classifying patients as obese or morbidly obese. I was morbidly obese. But the amount of breast cancer and prostate cancer and diabetes and hypertension and all these crazy illnesses. I was looking at these patients that were coming in and I was thinking, what in the world is going on? I don't remember this when I was a child and helping my parents in the office in the 80s. I said, what in the world is going on? And and myself, I was suffering from asthma and hip pain. My hair stopped growing and I, I I can't even imagine, you know, I had such bad rosacea, which is redness of the face, when I moved. You talk about denial here, okay? When I moved into our house, I did not relate this to my obesity and my morbid obesity. I called the city of, of Broward, Broward County, and I had them come and look at our water supply. I said, there must be something wrong with my water. My face is red. I'm not feeling good. 
can you just come and check it out? There must be some bacteria. There must be something going on. I made them check this house for mold and you name it. And they said, look, there's nothing. Everything looks fine. There's no toxicity. And I just couldn't understand. And uh, migraines, oh, my goodness, I had the worst migraines that you could imagine. And not only was I suffering with migraines, but my son, my son who's now 17, he's uh he he was about let's say 10, 11, 12. I remember taking him to doctors cuz he used to have terrible terrible migraines and and we all think oh migraines just runs in the family. My father had migraines and we don't contribute it to the food we're eating. We don't we don't think like that. I don't know why we don't because we just think that the food we're eating is safe and it's okay and it's being sold and it's marketed and we believe in marketing. We're we're a very marketing driven society. Wow. So you know, we yeah, it's just amazing when you start looking into it and you see your life changing before your eyes. And I'm I'm thinking about that now because of all the you know, the, I won't say complaints but all the issues and concerns that people have about their health, like you said, um migraine and you know, asthma and rosea and eczema and all these things people say are going on in their lives and, you know, one sinus infection after another, it has to be attributed to something outside of our bodies. And we don't really look at that. We just go to the doctor or we self-medicate. But you have already added so much value to my life just in these first um, ten minutes of this conversation. I can only imagine how it's going to get in the next so I, oh my goodness! Okay, okay. I want you to talk, and I'll, I'll come. I'll chime in every once in a while. But you are clearly opening my eyes and my mind and my spirit to things I had not thought about, or I'm thinking about in a different way. No, I. I and you know what? It, it's so true. When when your eyes are open, you know. Um, I think Katy Perry says it best. <laughs> my eyes are wide open. Let me tell you, it's scary sometimes for me to have my eyes as open as they are because now I just look at everything around me. And and food is just, it could be your best friend, but it could be your worst enemy. And I never attributed to what was going on in my family to what was happening and what we were eating. Never. And it's so funny, I, I was at my friend's house uh, last week, and she made these fresh meat. Well, now I've convinced everybody to make fresh food, whole foods, fresh sauce. Uh, you don't need to rely on on bottles. You don't need to rely on sugar. And people around me, I have um, taught them how to cook properly. And we still eat, and we still have fun, and we still have social events. It has not impeded in our life, in our activities, or anything. We're just enjoying it more. And we were sitting there talking. She was laughing at me because she said, "Remember." When, and I've known this person for 17 years. She said, remember when we used to get together and the kids were really little, that we used to buy things in a bag and we used to buy the chicken nuggets and we used to just throw it in the oven and heat them up and you used to love those uh, pre-made meatballs and, and dump some tomato sauce on it and we were laughing. It's not so funny, but, you know, now that I realize what we were feeding our kids and um but it it is because it's so true and 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 as parents i have four children okay and all my kids have suffered with me in one way or or another it's not that one person suffers it's not the mother that suffers it's not the father it's 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 not the grandmother it's you know you 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 we don't realize the impact that we have on our loved ones and with myself suffering with morbid obesity, and I was running to doctors for just everything, but not only for myself, son, my son who was diagnosed with autism. I said, how can, how can he be autistic? How can this be? I'm educated. My husband's educated. My family, they're all doctors. How can this happen? How does he get this this you know, learning disorder or, or this disorder in general? And I didn't understand it. And and you know what? It wasn't even a true label. It wasn't autism. It was all brought on by the food because he's totally turned it around from the food we're eating. Oh, wow. Wow. 
What was the turning point for you, though? What was it that, um, was it when you realized that you were morbid obese? Um, or yes. What, at your turning point, you know have been living with this? How long had you been overweight? Were you always, or was it? Uh, overweight's a kind word, so I'll take it, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, I always thought I was overweight until I actually stepped on a scale. But yeah, I was morbidly obese. I was close to 300 pounds. So, and I'm five foot four. So, you know, we're about the same size. So I, I, it's it's horrific. But my turning point was, um, I was driving home from this friend's house who I just told you about. And I suffered this tremendous asthma attack. I had my four kids in the car. My youngest, who's now nine, was an infant, a baby, and I, I could not breathe, and I thought I was going to die. And I called my husband, and I told him that I'm on the side of the road, and I can't breathe, and I think I'm going to die right now. And, of course, it turned into a, a major a, a panic attack on top of the asthma attack, and I didn't have my spray with me for whatever reason. And I told my kids, I didn't know what to tell them. I thought it was the last time I was going to see them. And I said, Mommy's going to sleep, but don't worry. Daddy is on the way, and, and everybody will be fine. And the next thing I remember, he, you know, we, we, of course, I survived. He downloaded this picture of me on the computer a few days later, and it was me sitting on the beach with my daughter and, you know, I I didn't recognize that picture. I just looked at it and I said, "Oh my gosh, who is that person? Who? Yeah, this is not what I thought I, I was going to be. When I was in college, I was fairly, I was very active and I was fit, and I I started gaining weight in my twenties and I kept it on for thirteen years or fourteen years, and and it was just a struggle. I've done every weight loss program in the world. I've done everything." I've lost 50 pounds, I've gained 100 pounds, I've lost 75 pounds, gained 120 pounds. And it was just, I've I've calculated that I've gained and lost about 500 pounds in my lifetime. And you know the emotional battering that that takes on on somebody's psyche, just the emotional, not even the physical and the medical? It's horrifying. So what was your highest... My highest what was the was highest, to, your highest weight? I don't know what you are now, but I know you have this incredible, like, 168 weight loss. <laughs> like, oh yes, it was close to um, 300 pounds. And, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a size 2 now. Um, I don't really, you know, one thing I teach my patients and and teach the public when I'm speaking is, I, you know, I hate talking about weight and scale and because that was my, believe it or not, the scale was my worst enemy for many, many years. And I would mm-hmm. go crazy as I was losing weight. Go on the scale naked. And what is it? What do you look? What is the weight? Put on your clothes. What is the weight? Before you go to go to the bathroom, what is your weight? You know, at nighttime, what is your weight? And it was just crazy. What we do to ourselves is insane. Is. So I don't even it know my crazy. weight now. I don't. Isn't it? It's insane. So I've learned, it took me a few years, but I have learned the scale is not my friend. And it's not because of my weight, because my weight's probably around 130 or so. But it's because it makes us crazy. So I've gotten rid of all my big clothes. And I wore maternity clothes. You talk about denial. Maternity clothes for 13 years. I did not want to know I was a size 26. 28, I don't know. I just didn't want to know. I didn't want to know. I I refused that I was going to go into this big girl shop and buy clothes. That's not who I was. In my mind, that's not who I was. In reality, it is who I was. Yeah. Okay, so what was it that allowed – okay, you you admitted, and most people that are on that weight loss journey – We've tried everything. You've had a little, I, I would get a little success, and then I would get tired of doing whatever I was taking or drinking whatever I was drinking. I'd get tired of going to the gym. i get tired of going to the track. I got tired. I got so tired, and I started making excuses. And before you know it, you haven't done any of that stuff for six months or a year, back where you started. And finally, you just say, you know, forget it. And then again, you say, well, no, I need to get the weight off because I'm going to see my grandbabies and 
so what what did you do first? Because I know people who go, Gabby, and they work out for two, three hours every day. Yeah. And I'm thinking, how can you – that's not a lifestyle. How can you live like that? How can you exercise for two, three hours every day? Yeah, that's not realistic, and that's not that's not what I do at all. Um, my workouts have to be – because I'm very busy, my workouts have to be very fine-tuned, and it's and it it does count. But but let me tell you, if you work out an hour a day, and don't do anything the rest of the day, and just sit around, then that workout is is nothing anyway. You have to incorporate exercise into everything you do. You have to incorporate it into your daily lifestyle, and that doesn't mean running to the gym every day. That means that when you're in a mall. And you have a choice between taking an elevator, an escalator, or the stairs, that you take the stairs. And you always take the stairs. Because the way our life our lives have become, we are we just don't move. So every little bit of movement that we can incorporate throughout the day helps so much. You have no idea how much it does for you and your body and your your mental stability and everything is associated with it. You know, when I'm on the phone for an hour, I'm working by the com- by the computer or on the computer for an hour, I will get up every 50 minutes and I will walk for 10 minutes. And if somebody has to call me or get in touch with me, I'll bring my cell phone, but I'm up I'm outside walking for 10 minutes. My desk, I do not have a chair at my desk. I have a Pilates ball. And I sit on a Pilates ball, and that's how I work on the computer because I want to always be aware of my posture, and I want to build up my core strength. And I park the furthest distance I could get in a shopping center, so I have to walk into the grocery store, wherever it is I'm going, and I have to walk back. And while I'm walking back, if I have a manageable amount of groceries or bags, I'll take the bags and I'll carry them instead of taking the shopping cart with me. So there's things that you can do all day to increase your activity level. I take the kids to the park and I run around with them. Uh, my daughter is a tennis player now. She lost over 50 pounds. She's 14. And I, I, I go and I hit the ball with her. She's much better than me now, but I go and I hit the ball with her a little bit. It's just it's what you do all day that counts. It's not two, three hours at the gym. I, that's not a realistic goal. That's just not manageable. I mean, it wouldn't be manageable for me. So, wow. you, you're so, so I'm incorporate. like, I'm not going to do that. I've got to, to cut something else. And, and like you said, it's, it's about movement, continual movement. It doesn't have to be anything extreme like that. But um, like you said, because I'm looking at my Pilates ball now while I'm sitting in my office on the sofa. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to kindly go get the Pilates ball, and we're going to have this conversation yeah. while I sit there. And so... It's it's not it's one thing to give people information, but if they don't use it, then they can't expect to have nearly the big success that you have because it's not going to happen if you just sort of say one day. You have to do these things immediately. And I like what you said about um, you have to change. It you believe that the training begins with the mind, and that it's time to gain more more of your life as we let's say incorporating a a healthy lifestyle into our everyday lives. So, how do you train your mind? Well, you train your that's a that's a process. Training your mind is really a process, but until you really learn nutrition and and learn how to read labels and learn what certain food products do to you and and learn and educate yourself and and that's what I love about your show is that you educate so many people and that's what my goal is and and that's why I just feel whenever we link you know, when I link up with with people like you, it, it's a blessing because it is about educating the mind and it's about empowerment and it's about uh, feeling good. And, and once you realize, you have to make that association. Until you make the association that your stomachache is because of that Pop-Tart or because of that donut or or because of the fast food that you just ate, look, you're training your mind because now you're associating that 
food with some negative effect it's had. So the next time you go and you want to drive through, you're going to remember that, oh, remember the last time I drove through that place? I was throwing up or I was so tired. I couldn't even keep my eyes open or or I just didn't feel good or I got that stomach ache. Look, you just trained your mind. And now your mind's going to say, whoa, wait a minute. I don't, I don't want to eat that. Remember, we can incorporate a lot of movement into our day, but 90% of what we eat is the way we feel, 90%. So if your body is constantly struggling to feel good, is constantly struggling to get through the day, and your blood sugar levels are all over the place because we just decided to eat a whole bag of French fries and now our, our blood sugar is through the roof, then you're not doing anything positive for yourself and you're not going to be able to walk up those stairs and you're not going to be able to walk through the door and you're not going to be able to sit on that Pilates ball because you're not giving your body good nutrition. You're giving it empty nutrition. And we have to understand that certain foods are just bad for us. Certain foods, we we just shouldn't eat it. We just shouldn't eat it. I know my patients hate for me to say that because we've learned through other programs that, yes, you can eat 12 of these and still feel good or lose weight. But that's not true because when you're, to- when you're always giving your- feeding your body all this toxicity, then you're causing a strain and stress on your body and you're causing your mind to work so hard to just get through the day because it's all, it's all related. It's all related. But when we go and we grab that apple or we grab that healthy snack, and our mind feels good and alert, and it's like, hey, I'm ready to start the day. Well, guess what? You just trained your mind that that's a good piece of food to eat. And the next time you want to make a choice, your mind's going to remember, do I want to feel yucky all day, or do I want to feel energized? And hopefully your body will make the choice. You know, my family changes. Like my son overcame his autistic behavior through food, through food. And and you want to hear something uh, that's going to blow your mind? Like I uh, haven't already. Yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> no, but this is really, I mean, I was even shocked. I mean, I, look, I've traveled the the world, and I've traveled, and I've met with scientists from all over, and I decided to really educate myself. So I've met with people. I've met with nutritionists. I've met with bariatric or weight loss doctors from Australia. I've met with them all over. And now I educate doctors as well. But this blew my mind and I know it's going to blow your mind. So my son, who's now 12 years old, he went through leaps and bounds with his uh, disorder. And this has nothing to do with obesity. It has to do with health, okay? Mm-hmm. He went to Washington with his school, fifth grade, last year. He went to Washington. We eat very clean food. Wow. Their menu was eating out. Uh, you know, they eat the cheapest places. They feed the kids the worst things. They, they try mm-hmm. to keep the cost down. So my husband and I had this dilemma. I said, look, I don't know. I want him to have the experience. I want him to go. He wants to go. I'm really scared what's going to happen with the food he's eating. So we we did a lot of soul searching, and we decided, you know what, we should let him go. It's 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 going to be a life experience for him. And, and, you know, contrary to what I believe, I said, Well, he's going to have to eat the food. He doesn't drink soda, and he knows not to drink soda. He knows how bad soda is for you. So I had no doubt that he was only going to drink water. But he he was forced to eat the pizza from all these places, burgers, cereal that we don't eat anymore. Okay, so he Mm -hmm. came back. His, His last day was fast food. I could not believe he was so full of hives from head to toe. And his body. I'm telling you, in his mind, he was gone. He was gone. I, I can't oh even tell you. You, could not, you couldn't even speak to him. He was gone. He was in another world. His teacher, <sighs> for that whole two months, took two months to detox him, two months, would tell me, I don't know what's going on with Noah. He's not focusing in school. He can't sit still. He he went backwards. We don't know what's going on. And it was it was insane. I could not believe from four or five days of eating poorly how his mind had reversed. I could not believe it. It totally blew us away. 
It blew us away. It wow. took two months, two months two to detox months. him. Two months for him to get back. It was unreal. And literally and it took like doing... four or five days to undo all that you had done previously. <laughs> and then it took two months to detox and get him back right. All because yeah. of those four days of eating out, eating all the wrongs, eating yeah. all this artificial stuff that, yeah. you know, we call food these days. And I'm guilty of that. You know, um, my boys and I wouldn't eat now in a long time because we got on this budget and we we're trying to, you know, financially be healthy. And what has happened while we were trying to financially become more healthy and astute, we have physically become more healthy because we're cooking at home, we're reading um, late now, and this is just on limited information, limited knowledge, and I can see the change in my skin. Just in my skin, on my face, I can see how healthy my skin is just from anything. So now what you're saying now it makes sense to me while we're seeing these changes. While we're, I'm sleeping at night. My 20-year-old, he's sleeping better at night um, as well. So we have just this um, horrible sleeping pattern. Yes, it's sleep. Sleep gets better because your activity, you're more active, and your brain is able to function. When, when you're constantly feeding your body chemicals and it's constantly struggling to get healthy, you cannot, you can't, you know, you, you cannot, and you're getting no energy. You're getting no nutrition. How can you manage your day? And then you're tired because your your mind and your body is just so fatigued that it's overworking that you actually cannot sleep. It's, it's like a crazy, it's a, it's a crazy phenomenon. You know, our bodies are working so hard and you become so fatigued throughout the day that when we actually go to sleep at night, we can't fall asleep. Because it's all the mm. toxins in our body. And all these learning disorders and the bipolar and autism, did you you notice the rise of them besides the obesity and, and now all these uh, kids with diabetes? You know, all of these crazy, I have, and you know? I'm very, very concerned, and I've been doing a lot of research, and I want to come up with some way to kind of, you know, like I saw what I was on your website just you were talking earlier about your Get Fit Club. I want to talk to you about that because I want to, um, I've got to connect it to you. There's so much, so much I want to ask you about and see if we could elaborate on some things because that's my whole mission. I want people to be more healthy. I don't care if everybody gets to a size two, not, not to not trying to offend no. you or, you know, yeah. say anything negative. My thing is I want people to be healthy. If your health is at 200 pounds, then by golly, you become the healthiest 200 pounder because that's you. That's part of your DNA. That's a part of your experience. And that's true. There are 200 people who weigh 200 pounds and who are healthy, and there are people who weigh 100 pounds who are not healthy. So we got to find that mm-hmm. works individually. I don't want a one program fits all, but I do know um, the science. If you eat healthier, you will become healthy. If you exercise more and consistently do it, then you guess what? You're going to become more fit. Your heart is going to be more healthy. So those things work. I don't care who you are, how much money you have, how much money you don't have. Those things work. Those are principles. They don't change because of who you are, what mm-hmm. color your skin is, or where you live in the United States or across the universe. But, but you know, eating healthy is not expensive. If I have a, a, not only myself and all the medical bills and co-pays and deductibles and Hospital visits I had. I'm not even considering how much we saved on medical expense alone between my son and my daughter who was obese, my husband who was obese, and myself uh, morbidly obese. I'm not even talking medical bills. We're not eating enough protein in our diet. We are so filled up with with empty carbohydrates and and um, empty calories and empty food that does absolutely nothing for us. When you take all those empty calories out of your diet and you don't buy them anymore and you fill them with good protein and I'm not even talking about lean protein I'm talking about good protein because we need fat in our diet and that whole fat thing is is uh we need to wake up fat necessarily does not make us fat it's the carbohydrates that make us fat and make us sluggish and make us tired so if you take all those empty carbs and you fill them up with good carbs the good stuff, broccoli, spinach, cabbage, uh, you know, fiber, 
fiber carbs, let's call them, and you take the protein and you eat the good protein and you don't buy all the junk, your grocery bill, number one, will be much less because I could not believe how much I was spending on chips, cookies. Uh, we were making our own um, boxes of cakes at home and I don't know, all the stuff we were buying. Those are very expensive. But And that you know what's amazing? Eggs, which is great, but the whole egg, not just the egg white. We need to eat the whole egg. I can eat two eggs in the morning and feel satisfied till 2 o'clock because eggs is a superfood. Eggs recharge our brain. Eggs is a wonderful food. Somebody came up with the idea that we need to take the yellow part of the egg out, and uh, probably we don't know who it is. And they decided we need to sell more eggs because people will buy more <laughs> eggs by eating egg whites. I don't know, you know. But we need we need the yolk. We need the yolk because it's the fat. And we need the fat, you know. We need to take all the sugar or the white flour or the, that stuff out of our diet. We don't need it. Our bodies don't even know how to process it. When we, when I, back in the day, when I have we have six in our family. I used to spend about probably five hundred, five hundred fifty dollars a week on groceries, and that's a pretty, that's a large amount of money for somebody. Um, and that was not a healthy way of life. That was not healthy, you know. Today, and I realized it because I calculated it. I was talking to my husband uh, last month, and I said, you know, we have a little bit extra money here and there. I said, I don't know what it, what did we change? I said, I don't know where the change has come in. And it's our groceries. I've We spend 50% less on groceries. Why? Because my kids are not as hungry. Their bodies are satisfied. They don't eat. Uh, they don't need to eat as much. And they're eating good food. And it's all through healthy food. We haven't been to a doctor um, in so long. None of us have been sick. We used to live in doctor's offices. None of us I have been that. Yes. You know, so I'm telling See, you. I just want people to understand that if they try what you're saying, just try. We try all of these other. And I'm not knocking the muscle level marketing items because I've tried them. They work, you know, when I use them sometimes. And that sometimes will give people a jump start, get them motivated to start thinking about healthy stuff thoughts and about losing the weight, and so that's fine, and a lot of them are, you know, natural things and they work, but I think until we can just totally do this, at least for me, this is my opinion and my first statement, what I've decided is to just um, do it through eating and exercise through my program, things that work for me and my body type and where I want to be, so... um, and then I can say that doesn't cost anything extra because I have to go to the grocery store. So why don't mm-hmm. I, you know, make healthier choices? And one thing that we stopped a long time ago, I said, me, we, when it's me because I buy the groceries here. I yeah, right. I stopped bringing snacks home. Um, you won't ever come to our house when you'll have just, and I, and I go to my friend's house, you know, I'm not knocking it. That's what they want to do, and I remember doing that. Mm-hmm. But we don't do Coke, have any soda in the house. We don't have cookies and candies in the house. We don't have potato chips in the house. We have none of that stuff in the house. Oh, great. Because you yeah. don't need it. Our <laughs> snacks are pistachios and walnuts and pecans and almonds and peanuts. I mean, those are the snacks you need. So when your kids go to look for something, they pull that out, and that's what there is, and that's what they that's what they eat. I pack their lunch every day because I will not allow my kids to eat school lunches. So we are very careful with what they eat, and I know that I'm in control when we pack their lunches. The, the hardest I have a problem with my 17-year-old because he grew up with us eating very unhealthy, and now he doesn't understand why I've taken those foods away from him and he he's the one that struggles with it every day and still argues with me on a daily basis but my daughter my my other daughter who's 14 she she lost 50 pounds so she's not questioning wow. anything because yeah she lost 15 50 pounds 50 pounds and my son you know the oldest one he had terrible migraines and I said look you haven't had migraines in over five years you have to understand, because he still argues with me, why can't I have soda? All my friends drink soda. Why can't I do this? I said, do you remember, and this is this is a true story that happens to many, many kids, and we don't relate it to soda. 
I said, do you remember when you were in uh, middle school, you broke an arm, you broke your, oh, he had a terrible bone fracture, and he had it, um, he, he wore a cast, and then eight months later, he broke the other arm. So I started doing uh, research on bone fractures, because I asked the doctor, I said, what is his I don't understand why 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 is a teenager a young kid a young healthy kid uh, why is he breaking his bones it doesn't make sense to me and and the doctors don't even know the answers I said look you know this is the way I am I have to research everything so I started researching uh, bone fractures and the cause of bone fractures in teenagers and do you know that soda soda is responsible for for a majority of the bone fractures in young kids. Did you know that? Wow. So what is it? It breaks down the calcium in the bone or something? Yes, you know. Yes, wow. it's soda. Soda. Who would relate that? Because what happens is when you drink soda, it dehydrates your body. But not only does it dehydrate your body, it raises the acidity level. So your bo- your body wants to be alkaline. That's the way we live. Our body wants to be alkaline. So when we're constantly giving it soda that raises the acidity level in our bodies, it's struggling through the bone marrow for the alkaline level to come down, and it makes the bone very soft. So kids that have strong are supposed to have strong bones, they don't anymore mm-hmm. in normal activities. I mean, look, he fell, and he broke his arm. But normally that fall would not have broken his arm. That's that's the point. His arm should have been strong enough to withstand that fall. And it wasn't because it's it the bones become soft and brittle when you drink a lot of soda. And as a, as adults we have to be cognizant of that. Even diet soda. It doesn't matter what kind of soda. So but the major I could not even believe the majority of bone fractures in teenagers it's caused because of all the sodas they drink. Who would put that together? Mm. Wow. You know, I knew that we all... have to stop doing sodas all the time. Now, the boys have a soda here and there. I have not totally taken them off. They're, te- you know, teenagers, 20, so they can have a soda. But it's not something that they just go for. You, They may go a week without soda. Then they may go, you know, a week where they chew sodas. So, but that's their subcon—that's their conscious decision, but I don't buy sodas. And we used to do the, you know, the Wendy's thing and the Sonic thing. And, we, you know, of course, it's cheaper to get the combo. You might as well get the drink because it's it's, you know, you're paying for the drink anyway. So we would do the drinks. I would do tea. And so we have totally come off sodas. And I don't even drink the tea as much either because, again, like you said, your body doesn't know what to do if you do, like, an artificial sweetener. It still does not know how to process artificial sweetener. Mm-mm. So it's nope. just those little things. I don't claim to have it, you know, all perfectly understood and all perfectly done. One thing I do, when I, when I find out, like, we've been talking about acidity and, and the body being alkaline, having an alkaline, proper alkaline line mm-hmm. in it. So I research on that, and I know you can go to the grocery somewhere and get this little pH balance test to find out, you know, if your body has mm-hmm. too much acidity. And when you said this has caused this, that was, like, so huge for me because I'm like, good. So when I take my, you know, to check my body for the acidity, maybe it won't be so bad. You've done so much stuff, and so now you're here with us, and I'm telling you what you're saying works because you're in the living example of it working. So I want people to understand that, and I want to tell them they can go to GabbyRose.com. That's G-A-B as in boy, I-Rose.com. Please go check out her website because we can't tell you. I don't want to spend time talking about, you know, her personal life and all that stuff. I want to get the education out of her so we can help you and you can start researching this stuff and start implementing it today, today, little little things like, you know, if you have a yoga ball or, I mean, a Pilates ball, sit on it, you know, and I've heard other people mm-hmm. who say that, other thin, healthy people say that. So I was going to start doing that because it was, like, taking up space and I hadn't criticized it on so I might as well sit on it. So I want things that people can use immediately and to make a difference in their life. Now, your story oh, yeah. is amazing. It is phenomenal. So I do want you to come back Thank so you. we can kind of hear some more. Because we are, like, 
45 minutes into the show already, which is, oh, my goodness, that's crazy. And I haven't even gotten a chance to really talk about, you know, so much stuff with you, but I just want to, you know, continue to give out information. So do you um, have a gym membership? Is there something, uh, a supplement that you take that really helps you maintain everything? What What's your personal regimen? I do. We have a gym membership as a family. We we go to a gym that has family membership because I wanted my kids to learn how to be, become active and learn how to work out also because I, I don't want them to become obese adults. And, and studies have shown that if the kids are active in younger years, then they'll continue being active throughout their life as an adult. So, But it's never too late. Look, I I became, I lost the weight. I was already in my latter part of my 30s. So it's never, never too late to feel good. Supplements is a whole other ball game because over-the-counter supplements are horrid, are just absolutely horrid, and it's not it's, – it's amazing what's being sold uh, to the public in the open market. Like I said, we live in a marketing society, and people believe everything that they see on TV or that they read. Mm-hmm. And it's really shows like yours – they have to listen to because that's that's you know that's where the truth lies. I I, I believe that, and and I'm so happy that you're reaching out to so many because when it comes to when it comes to supplements, you know this is an interesting story also. So we were we we test everybody for vitamin D. Let's start with the vitamin D supplement. We test all our patients. Uh, we have also an internal medicine practice in Pembroke Pines. And we test all of our patients for vitamin D because we know in our office our doctor studies is, you know, learned in weight loss and bariatric medicine. So we know there's a lot of ways you can help people by controlling their vitamin D levels. Sometimes they're low with, they're low with vitamin B. So we started testing people for everything just to help them across the board. And 98 to 99% of our results were coming back with low vitamin D levels. Even though we live in sunny Florida and everybody's outside and they're sweating to death as soon as you run to your car and, you know, we live in the sunshine state. We're all vitamin D deficient. Who, you know, figure that one out? I don't know. So we started telling people to take vitamin D supplements and they were buying it over the counter. So then we started retesting our patient base. We were retesting their vitamin D levels and they weren't increasing and we, we were asking them, are you buying vitamin D supplements? We told you that you needed vitamin D supplements. Vitamin D not only helps with your weight and manages your weight as we get older, but it helps to prevent cancer. It helps to prevent some terrible, terrible diseases. Vitamin D is an essential vitamin that we're all missing in this country. We're all missing, our vitamin levels are way too low, our vitamin D levels. So I said, what is going on? Why aren't our patients increasing their vitamin D levels when they're buying it. They were all they were all saying they were. They they brought mm-hmm. them in, they showed us what they were buying. So I started doing research on supplements and I started meeting uh people that study supplements and doctors and and the the problem is that if you buy them over the counter, it's not what it says it is. It's like ninety percent fillers and there's like a small percentage of what it says is in there to help you actually maintain your vitamin D levels or whatever it is that vitamin is selling. They're all fillers. It's all it's all fillers. So you're not getting what it says, and those fillers and those things do not have to be labeled. They, you don't have to label them on the label. So I started Ooh. developing my own vitamin line because I wanted it to be, um, you know, true true vitamins of what it says. So I found these scientists. And we work together and we collaborate and we don't put any fillers in them. And it's, you know, that we it's it wouldn't work out. The financial arrangement wouldn't work out for us to sell them in a store because of what people would have to pay. So that's what happens. That's what happens with vitamins. So when we put them in our vitamin D supplement, all of a sudden after a month, their vitamin D levels were where they should be. So we have to really be careful with supplements. We need to do the research. We cannot just go ahead and and trust what we see on TV and buy those over-the-counter supplements because many times, probably nine out of ten times, it's not what they say it is. And that's the unfortunate truth. 
So I, myself, and my family, I, I only give them my supplements because I know what's in them. But there are other great <laughs> supplements out there. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? There are some great, mm-hmm. great supplement companies out there. But you have to do your research. You have to do your research because that's a whole other story. You know, we're, we're not only uh, preying on the sick and the obese and, and people like that, but now we're preying on people that want to get healthy and they can't understand why they're taking this and why they're not losing weight by taking this and why don't they feel better and why aren't their vitamin levels better. It's because, unfortunately, sometimes those products don't do what they say they do and, and many times they cause you more harm than good. And that is the unfortunate truth when it comes to supplements. I've heard that before. And, and like you said, the the scary part is that they don't have to label what else is in them. They tell you what they want to tell you. Mm-hmm. And then they don't tell you, you know, so omission, <laughs> lack of right, omission. Right, right, right. You're still, you know, that's that's dangerous. That is so dangerous. So, um, like I said, I told them, go, you know, they can visit your website and they can check that out. I'm going to definitely do some research on the vitamin D because, um, like you said, I found out just recently I'm going to my mom's kidney specialist that vitamin D is critical, you know. Oh, um, yes. It's in the protein out your urine and, you know, making sure your bones and all. I mean, it's just, it serves so many functions. And, of course, she doesn't go outside a lot, especially when the sun's shining. She doesn't like wet. Right. So, of course, she's not going to get it that way. And then, like you said, you could, you know, be out in the sun and still be have sufficient amount of vitamin D in your bloodstream. And it is important in so many areas so that we get vitamin D. So I definitely am going to start checking that out. And I just got you have really enlightened me. I've been informed, I've been educated, and I've been entertained too because you, you, um, you do take time, you know, to be to share some things that can be funny. I love that, and you're just a wealth of information. So what has been the? How many years has this been since you lost the weight? I lost the weight, and uh, I started losing weight. See, my daughter was born. Um, 2004. So I started losing weight in 2005. Took me um, over a year, year and a half or so, and I've been ma- maintaining my weight since that time. So sometime around 2006, you know, sometimes towards the latter part of 2006, I've been maintaining my weight. And and what's so amazing about weight maintenance and now how in tune I am and how my mind is in tune with my body. So at times where I do fall off the wagon, which me, you know, if I fall off the wagon, it's probably not like I used to fall off uh, 10 years ago. But sometimes we'll go out for a birthday dinner or something and, and uh, I don't know, they make some kind of flambe or something at the table and I take a couple of bites because that's all I need. But my body's very sensitive to sugar because I, I haven't bought sugar in this house for anybody in this house. For, since 2006, 2005, I haven't bought any sugar at all. I've never bought uh, sugar products, and I'm very careful not to bring sugar stuff into this house. And so my body is very sensitive, and you realize quickly how bad sugar is for you because sometimes we do break down and you take a bite, and I tell you it runs right through you and causes severe stomach pains like you wouldn't believe when your body's not used to it, and you start realizing how bad it is. But... Um, you know, so I would say 2007, but what what I was getting at is my body fluctuates a pound, two pounds, maybe three pounds, or but and I feel it. It's amazing. My workout suffers. I feel a little heavy. I feel bloated, and I think to myself, "Wow, I put on two pounds, and I feel it. How did I carry 168 pounds for 13 years? How did I do that? I don't." I don't, I, you know, we don't realize how strong we are as beings. Because if you're carrying over 100 pounds or 50 pounds or 30 pounds with you, 200, 300 pounds on a daily basis, and you are functioning, let me tell you, that's your mind. That is not your body. You are, you are functioning against all odds. So if you, as a person, because I've heard people tell me they're not strong, they're too weak. They can't do it. Let me tell you, if you're carrying that extra weight and you're being productive and you're raising kids and you're earning money for your family, you are a 
strong as can be. Your mind can do anything, anything. Believe me, your mind can do anything for carrying that weight and being productive. So never sell yourself short. Never. Because that is a strong person. And I think of that every single day. I'm not... I'm not an unusual person. I'm not somebody, I've learned how to live with, you know, I've changed my cravings and I've learned how to live with it. I want to feel good. I haven't had an asthma attack in, in five, six years. I haven't been hospitalized in six, six seven years. I want to I wanna ride bikes with my kids. I want to play tennis with my daughter. I want them to do good in school. I suffer with my son when he reverts back to his autistic tendencies that you know we all suffer as a unit you know i we i'm almost married 20 years our marriage at one point was falling apart and it was because we didn't communicate we didn't talk we didn't relate to each other we were both so self-absorbed in our own misery that we couldn't relate we couldn't relate to our to our kids so not only does it help you just emotionally and medically and and financially because it's an it is a financial drain to be very very heavy, and and never sell yourself short. You know, it, you can be strong, 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 and if you realize how strong you can be, it's not that hard to maintain your weight six, seven, eight years or for life. It's really not. It's really not. That's that's the point I want to get across to everybody. But everybody who wants to do it can do it. So what's a typical meal for you? Do you count calories? Do you, I mean, so you have, what would you have for breakfast today? What did you have? I had uh, two scrambled eggs and I put some uh, spicy cheese on it, uh, like a Colby cheese with peppers and things in it. And that was my breakfast. Mm. I did have two okay, cups so of coffee. So what would be your lunch? So my, you know, I'm really, I'm still not even that hungry, and I drink water throughout the day. My lunch, I'll probably have a Caesar salad, and maybe I'll put some chicken on it, and and um, you know, that'll be enough for me. Or I have some. I actually made some gazpacho soup, and I may have that for lunch um, instead of the salad. I have to decide what's easier for me because I'm at my home office as well today. So I have the, I you know, I, I pre-cook my meals and I make sure that if I have a chicken salad, I always make sure I have something fresh because I, I, there's absolutely no choices out there when it comes to fast food. So I don't want to have to rely on that for food because it's, it's really not food. And, um, and then for dinner, I'll have some chicken. And I, I actually, because my kids, we don't eat the fried chicken anymore, but Actually, what they like much better is uh, you could take chicken breast, and it comes out really good. You take some Parmesan cheese, put some spices on it. Uh, you can dip it in some egg so it'll stick, and you stick it in the oven, and you bake it, and it comes out so nice and juicy. It's like eating fried chicken with no breadcrumbs. And um, and then I'll make some um, salad with that, or I'll make asparagus or um you know, we don't eat potatoes. I don't eat the white potatoes, but the, some people that do like potatoes, I I would urge them to eat the little small colored potatoes, the ones that are dark purple or have the different colors, the little gold or the red. You know, the the white potatoes that we eat that we've become accustomed to are full of starch and they really spike up your glycemic index like you wouldn't believe and none of that food gets digested really and it all you know, it's it's very hard on your body and it does turn to fat. So we don't do the white potatoes, we don't do fries, we don't do things like that. Um it's always a protein and it's a vegetable. Sometimes we'll have steak if we feel like having steak and sometimes we have fish. Um, you know, variety of things, shrimp, but I, I've cut a lot of things out of my diet. I, I really have. I don't eat things out of a bag. I don't eat um, the chips anymore. I don't eat fast food at all. I don't drink any soda. And I hope if there's one thing I can tell you about soda is and your kids, it doesn't matter if it's once a week, once a year, once a month. It's really bad. Do your research on soda. And you won't let your kids drink it because it's really bad. It it kills your brain cells. It um, raises your acidic, your acid levels in your body, and and it 
makes us retain weight. Um, you know, wow, I, it does. That, I agree with that, you on that. You've got to come no, back. Does. I will contact your assistant to um, look you again, Gabby. You've been more than amazing today. And again, I apologize for the short notice, but I'm just so grateful that I swallowed my pride and I asked you to be a guest on the Lorraine McNair Live Show. So you've got to come back. You've been awesome. I'm so enlightened. I feel like I can get the rest of this extra weight off um, just following some of the things I knew to do. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank everybody for going to the archives of this show and telling your friends and family. If you don't do any other show, please do it for this one because I believe that this has some life-saving information. If nothing less than life-enhancing information so that's what we're here to do is to help um you be better so thanks so much for listening as always think positive dream big dreams help someone along the way and we'll see you tomorrow at 11 a.m central standard time bye-bye thank you Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.